Blog Talk Radio.
TTLO Radio. And then the live streams are up and running. That's right. We're live everywhere. We're live on every social media page possible. We're live on Facebook. We're live on four pages on Facebook, two pages on YouTube. We are live everywhere right now. So we are excited. And don't forget, we are an iHeartRadio partner, which means you can find us on your iHeartRadio app. Just do a simple search for the TTLO Media Group. When you get there, do a search for TTLO Radio, and you'll find all of our shows, current, past, present, even the really bad ones. But you'll find them all right there on the show. And last but not least, uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can download a podcast. <laughs> she said extra clear. Anyway, anywhere you can download a podcast, you can find us there. Amen. All right, let's jump right to it, y'all. Again, I'm told y'all I'm excited to be here uh, today. Uh, because I have a special guest, but I want to talk about some stuff that happened today in the news. If my guest wants to chime in when I bring him on, he's more than welcome to do that. But y'all know I don't like to bring people into the mess. Sometimes it get a little messy. Uh, but y'all saw some stuff that happened today. Let's talk about it. Affirmative action, that was yesterday, right? They, they killed affirmative action for schools. Uh, colleges no longer have to give people with melanin. <laughs> and minorities, uh, they, they no longer have to give y'all or give us rather um, uh, a special look. Uh, we no longer get a special look. You know, the whole purpose of that was so that if I had the same GPA as one of my European uh, fellow people, uh, I would get an equal shot at getting into said Harvard, said Yale, said Princeton, any of those locations. Well, now, those things have been taken off the book. They don't have to look at me. They don't have to look at me now. So the question is, uh, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Now, I got some, I got some conservative friends. Y'all know I got some conservative friends uh, who used to tell me a long time ago that they thought affirmative action uh, was a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. They thought affirmative action was a bad thing. And I am now of the... Uh, of the idea that, you know, I really, really am confused about a couple things. I shouldn't say confused. Let me say this. I know what affirmative, I know the goal of what affirmative action was. There are certain areas that does not need, that might not require affirmative action. I'll give an example. Um, they have affirmative action in hiring. Remember the whole thing with the NFL? I know, I know some of my ladies watching y'all like, oh, no, he's going talk sports. But the whole thing with the NFL and all the stuff that's going on with them, uh, they had this thing called the Rooney Rule, right? The Rooney Rule, just give you all a little background, the Rooney Rule was set up so that owners were required uh, to interview black can candidates for the head coaching job. That was the purpose of the Rooney Rule, that they had to interview, not hire, but interview uh, candidates for the head coaching job. So on its surface, it sounded good, right? But here is what we found out that was happening. What was happening was the owners were saying, okay, I'll interview a couple of colors. <laughs> I'm going to interview a couple of color folk, but then I'm still going to hire who I want to hire. That's literally what, what that, that, that's all that transpired. Nothing else, nothing else, uh, nothing else came of it, right? A handful of people, when you look around the NFL and places like that, it didn't do anything. But back to the college side. Let me say it like this. With it being done, 
affirmative action being killed in that aspect, on that side of it, two things are going to happen. Yes, some African-American and, my, and just saying minorities are going to probably not be admitted into school. But that, dis, that, that, um, that discrepancy needs to happen. Let me tell you why. Because there's going to have to be some data. The same data that was used to say we needed affirmative action is going to take that same data to, pull, to push people to say, oh, wow, there really is. Because here's the deal. This group of people, especially, you know, my conservative buddies, they, don't, they, they see it as reverse discrimination. Because the lie that was told was uh, you're, you're intentionally weeding out white people from school. <laughs> That's the lie that was told, is that you're, you're stopping good white children from being able to go to school. That's the first one, right? Again, what's going to happen is when, when little Johnny graduates from a uh, high school in Chicago, and he has a 3.9, 3.9 GPA, and he does amazing on his SAT. He scores, you know, 1,300 on his SAT, and, and he's got all this great stuff. He writes a great personal statement, a great college essay, and he sends it off to Harvard because he is eligible to go to Harvard. And, and you know, so he sends it off, and then little Billy, who has the same GPA, you know, but he's European. He sends his stuff in, or he might have a 3.5 GPA. Might not even be as smart as the little, you know, melanin, uh, the, the, the brother with the melanin. Uh, what's going to happen is, why is he not, why is he going to, they're going to they're have to give a reason as to why the brother was excluded or why the sister was excluded. Because right now, they had to at least, they had to say we had to have a certain amount, and I have to look at I have to break down the whole what the law actually said was there a quota? I'm, well, I guess that's the question. Was there a quota that had to be reached to say they were abiding by the quote unquote affirmative action rule? Was there a quota? I don't know if there was a said quota or not. Uh, we could do a little research and find out. But my question or concern would be you know whether or not there was an actual. Uh, if there was a quota, what was it? And then now that that's been dismissed, for lack of better words, or or changed, what's going to happen now? I don't know. Felicia, I see your comment. Thank you for watching again. She says, take all the black athletes out of the colleges. I bet you will bring back affirmative action. Uh, says the comments are ridiculous. They'll be acting like white folks so smart. Didn't homegirl go to jail for paying for her kids' college? Right, right. Old girl from uh, Full House. Thank you. Old girl from Full House. She she paid to get her kids who's the guest okay she she paid to get her kids in uh, uh to have somebody get her kids in uh this whole situation so yeah i think it's gonna be bogus affirmative action is, and right and affirmative action not they didn't get clarence thomas on supreme court but it got clarence thomas in school that's what that's how if you look at how he went to school it was through affirmative action he got to go there based off affirmative action but now the very thing that got him in He's denying other people. But y'all knew who Clarence Thomas was. Clarence Thomas was only black. Let me be real clear with y'all. He was only black to us when it looked like they was trying to deny him being on the Supreme Court. And so he played, he played the race card, right? And we later found out, you know, and we, 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 they dissed our sister, Anita Hill, with all the all the jokes and stuff, we our sister got played to the left because it was like they had a black woman 
up there talking about this black man and everybody sided with the brother because we wanted the brother on the Supreme Court. And ever since he's been on there, he's done nothing but do what? Do things that were, quote, unquote, uh, that, uh, things that would hurt folks that look like me and you. It is what it is. But I don't want to stay there because watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Um, the other thing that came down today was uh, y'all thought y'all was going to get y'all student debt wiped away, huh? Y'all thought Uncle Joe, <laughs> y'all thought Uncle Joe was going to get Fannie Mae out your pocket. Is that what it is? Is it Fannie Mae? It is Fannie Mae, right? Sally Mae. Fannie Mae is, is, uh, is the house. Yeah, Sally Mae. My bad, that's her auntie. Her cousin, Sally Mae and Fannie <laughs> Sally Mae. Y'all thought that Uncle Joe, y'all know y'all crazy Uncle Joe. Y'all thought Uncle Joe was going to get Sally Mae out your pocket. Well, guess what? Sally back. And Sally won't interest. <laughs> Sally, Sally looking for a tip. Sally said, hey, you thought I was gone? Sally coming back like child support. I, just, <laughs> I want y'all to be ready. Sally ain't going nowhere because, once again, Uncle Clarence and the crew at the Supreme Court said, no, nah, Joe, you can't wipe away $400 billion in college. But you don't have the authority to do that. You don't have the authority. And now, let me be honest. Let's, 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 let's keep it real. He does not. He does not, he did not, nor has he ever had the authority to wipe away college debt. If it was going to be done, here's what should have happened. Here's what should have happened. When he got in office, when they had the votes, when they had the votes, when we had the House and when we had the Senate, we should have passed it then and made it an actual law. Because today, if y'all watch Joe Biden again, I ain't, y'all know me. I'm going to keep it real. I don't care if Republican, Democrat, it don't matter to me. Joe said these words. He was like, I find it funny that the same Republicans who took advantage of the PPP money want, want to deny these Americans the opportunity to get uh, out of debt. Here's the problem, Joe. The PPP money, the Congress voted and passed that. They, the, the Congress passed it. They made that official. They voted. Right side, left side, middle, they voted and passed those billions of dollars or trillions of dollars for us to get PPP loans, for us to get, uh, uh, what was the other money that people got? Stimulus. They, they, pa- they passed a bill to get that written, right? So, so they went through the process. Uncle Joe, you decided with a strike with the pen. You thought, you know, I'm sorry, it didn't work out. So, yeah, she said when they start up again, I'm going to send $6 instead of 5 Right. <laughs> Felicia, I'm not going to pay attention to your, uh, to your comments about Clarence Thomas's wife. I'm just not going I'm not, I'm not to even do it. I'm just not going to do it. But, so, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I don't have any. Uh, Tanya, you ain't got no student loans, do you? Outstanding. You still got student loans? Did I know this? <laughs> We don't, <laughs> we don't. We don't talk about finances. What? What is? <laughs> Hold on. I mean, no, I mean, Do you really? I still have a student loan. Seriously. And then I took out loans for the kids. That's but different. We, they, yeah. they, they, them new, them new, them new loans. But yeah, I didn't know you still I, had loans from back in. That was three hundred years ago. This is a Christian talk show. Right? <laughs> 
Okay, I'm leaving think, alone. I think Corey can see me. No, he, can he? Okay. Oh, no, he can, <laughs> no he, he can hear you. He can hear me. I don't know if they can hear you. I don't know. If they can hear you. You oh, you okay. muted on on him. Unmute you. No, no, no. Don't unmute me. Oh, okay. But I don't know if he can see me oh. via this way. Okay. But when anyway, go ahead. He I, can't see you, but can't nobody see I, you but me. When I mouth these words. Uh-huh. Oh, my mama. <laughs> don't you say it? Oh. <laughs> That's your mother-in-law. Be nice. Anyway, okay. Felicia, I told my husband after we got married, 50 grand in debt. Oh, afterwards. Good Lord. Well, look how much is your sister? Okay. <laughs> Are these, are these the thoughts we about to have? No, we not. We not on the air. No, it's okay. We okay. Lord have mercy. You ain't told me. <laughs> okay. Come on. I mean, I don't have student loans. Y'all, I, you know. I know you don't have any student loans. <laughs> okay. I mean, but, I mean you, you know we praise God not, for scholarships. We're, we're not as fortunate as you. <laughs> okay. And everything. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for scholarships. Hey, look at God, huh? So if you don't know <laughs> me by now, really, really, really. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. So I don't know, man. How do y'all feel about that with the whole student loan situation? I thought it was a great idea because uh, student loans are any type of loans are hurting people, but student loans are people are, that that thing is like sitting there. And you have, you deferred it, deferred, 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 deferred. Like a dream. And then at some point, it's like, okay, now what? Uh, but yeah, it's it's like you know, at some point, yeah, I don't know, man. But again, if they do it the right, if they take it through Congress, now we know Congress never do it because this is the thing. Now, now this is the one thing that the Republicans said that did irritate me. They tried to say, well, what about they said Joe Biden's deal was unfair because. Let me get the wording right. They said, because what about the people that paid their debts off the right way? It was unfair to them for the people that already paid off their debt. But you know what? That's like saying, that's like saying this TV over here, right? This is 50, 65, whatever it is. What size is the TV? 55. 55. This 55-inch Samsung TV. I bought it when it first came out. Like this is the front. This is one of the first. I ain't got. I ain't gonna turn the camera over there. But this is one of the first 4K TVs when they first came out with 4K. Cause y'all know I got to have stuff first. When they first came out with the 4K TV back in 2014, I bought this one from Best Buy. The sticker price on it. Matter of fact, ain't it still on the thing up there? The stick. The, the, it is still on the thing. It's on. It's on the stand. What do the sticker price say, Tanya? Yeah. What do it say? $2,092 for a 55-inch 4K TV. That was in 2014. The same TV is now at Best Buy and Costco for about $400. <laughs> I, yes, do it bother me? No, because I bought it when I did. I, went to, I can't get mad because new opportunities come up for technology. Just like nobody can... Be mad if, yes, you paid your student loans off, and now they're going back and forgiving student loans. Hey, it happens. You want a cookie? Right. <laughs> it's like, thank you for being able to pay off your, you know, you paid your student loan off, but it's, it's the advantage of the times change. This opportunity is there. It wasn't there. You know, certain grants were available when you went to school. Certain grants are available now that weren't available back then. So how are you going to be mad? That was just a way of because they knew who was in debt. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. A lot of our folks is in debt. Well, you got a lot of doctors, too. Doctors, yes. 
But it, you know, I'd be curious to know. I wonder is there is there a demographic somewhere that would tell us who has like what, what's the demographic on student loans, like the the debt amount, like you know, can they break it down into like that demographic meaning nationality and all that kind of stuff? Because I'd be curious to know if it, if it's just I know it ain't just us, but is it the majority of us? That would be my concern. Mm. So uh, what's up, Miss Griffin? Uh, fellow teacher, she says, uh, it's been a burden because we aren't educated on how to get them dismissed because I deferred and consolidated. I can't get them removed. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You, um, go ahead. I think she should be able to as a teacher. And I believe I thought it was 10 years worth. And then once it's done, you just, uh, I, I, we have to go back and do the research. Remember when Obama was in office? And they passed that deal. They said, if you go to school and you come back, somebody help me out with this. Y'all might remember this better than me. If you come back to school and you work in an urban area for so long that your loans would be forgiven, I thought that's what that was. I, I, me too. Somebody help me out with the American education. Y'all don't remember that? That was, that was back during the Obama time. If you, if you went to school and you were going to be a teacher. And, so, and social workers. Like or social work, yeah. She in in an urban area, that was the that was the deal. You had to do it in an inner city area. If you came back in and worked, that they would turn around after I think it was ten was it ten years something like that. Let's y'all y'all do the research. Uh, you can call in. You can call in, Serena. The put can you put the oh you don't have this stuff over there. I, I, I can no I don't have all the screens up yet. Uh three two three eight seven zero Tanya put it in the chat three two three eight seven zero four three seven five is the call in number. You can call in right there. Thank you. Three two three eight seven zero four three seven five is the call in number. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm just curious. Like like you know what 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 do y'all do? Because I'm sure people got student loans. I saw Pastor Person laughing when we were talking about student loans. Pastor Person, you still got student loans? <laughs> y'all still got loans? <laughs> uh, but you can call in. Let me see. Let me. Uh, yeah, okay, I got it ready. When you call in, Serena, push one so we know you are available. So I don't get you mixed up with other people that's listening uh, via the blog talk radio. Uh, let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. Okay, cool. So again, it's just one of those things, man, that we got to, I don't know what, you know, we, we have to figure out, or not, I shouldn't say figure out. We have to do a better job. She said, you have to pay the full amount each month to forgive it. Four years in Chicago, they will forgive it. Yes. For four years, if you work in Chicago, they forgive it, but you have to pay the full amount each month. Please call in and, and, and expound. Is that, oh, that's, this is a call in now. Miss Serena Griffin, what's going on, sis? Hello, Dr. King. Hello, Miss <laughs> King. How are you both? I, I am good. I am good. She's good, too. I, She's so good, too. This is a topic that is, on, is the bane of my existence, talking about student loans. So let me tell you what happens to us who are public service folks. So with okay. that forgiveness program, you have 10 years within a Title I or high-need area, urban area. What okay. they don't tell you, though, is that you have to be paying the full amount of whatever your monthly balance is in, for 10 years in order for it to qualify to be forgiven. So in my oh. situation, I consolidated twice. My full balance was $500 a month back in 2008 after I graduated from college. Or it was done with school and, and starting to work as a teacher, I couldn't afford that making $23,000 a year as a first-year first teacher. So I did an income-based um, payment plan. 
Mm-hmm. Well, what they don't tell you is that doing an income-based payment plan is not paying the full balance. So I would have to, so in 2013, when I first called, I was like, yes, I did it. I'm ready to, I'm ready to get this, you know, taken care of. They said, oh, no, you've only paid a month hold into on your second. 10 years. Serena, hold on one second, Ms. Griffin. I'm trying to okay. make sure the audience can hear you because they, they say okay. they cannot okay. hear you. They can hear me. Oh, no. But they can't hear you, and we're coming through the same system, so I'm so confused as to why they can't. I can hear you. I can hear you. I know you can hear me. Let me, let me, let me make it's a... because of the restream. Okay. Being, oh, um, the, I mean, the IRIC not being linked. No, because everything's running through the computer, so it shouldn't matter. Okay. Give me one oh. second. Let me make a quick okay. little... I'm sorry to slow you guys down. You were in a vibe. In a, in no, no, a... you're good. You're good. No, no, we good. Look, we do this on the fly. This is normal over here. We... we, we... <laughs> Let me get this USB preset level. Okay, we turn that up. Because I hear you nice and loud in my ear. Okay. The question is, why can't they hear you? All right, let's try it again. Say so, uh, okay. Can you all hear her now? Yes, no? Yeah. Anyway. So I, was, I was saying. No, you can hear, we yeah, can hear I, I can hear you, but can they hear you? Okay, Let me we, ask can, you. I, <laughs> we can hear each other just fine. I don't know if other right. people can hear me yet. But, yeah, so basically what they fail to tell you in either your education programs, your exit interviews coming out of university is what the requirements are for these loan forgivenesses. And so what I learned, and now I've been teaching for 16 years, is Uh that I would have had to been paying full, the full amount, not any type of income, you know, amounts or not any type of not doing a deferment and then also not consolidating once you consolidate the clock starts over again okay so, so we're gonna do consolidate this, it twice. This, this, because only people that can hear you are myself i wonder can uh, corey can you hear her give me a thumbs up you don't hear her either wow oh no this is very is interesting because I'm a no 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 because i hear no, you. that doesn't this matter is, right let, let me this is, this let is, me, this is befuddling me right now wait wait wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I, I like I wait, like wait, being wait. confused. Do we do microphone or communication? <laughs> we do that now. It's all in. She said, she's gonna say, tell us what she said. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just repeat it back. Just repeat it back. Oh no, 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 no. no Let no, me no. see. It says this... Google Chrome is using your mic. Let me look at something real quick. Because I I control it over here. You don't have any. Yeah. Oh, oh, you. What are you looking at over there? What do you see? So you know, go to the settings and change the audio and see um, if that will help. Oh, right here. Let's do that. Settings. Audio is. Nope. It's. Your audio input. It's the roadcaster. That's what it's supposed to be. And yeah. The roadcaster is coming up. Yeah, because that's where they hit me on, and okay. and she's coming through the system which mm-hmm. makes no sense because she's coming through the same board um well, just tell everybody what she said <laughs> yeah i was gonna so, say you might have to do this sorry right, let, let me do my let me do my best uh let me do my best um paraphrase of what miss griffin says since y'all can hear it uh let's do this i'm curious now i hope they're gonna be able to hear i think they'll be able to hear Corey. she said union sound man get it <laughs> uh, what she said was you have to pay the entire amount monthly is that right the problem is that my, my good so problem? yeah you had to pay the entire yeah. amount monthly in order to be forgiven after the 10 years yes that's correct and, you, amount monthly. You, and the problem is you cannot amounts, you cannot defer and you cannot you can consolidate defer, in those 10 and you years. cannot consolidate in those 10 years at all so mm-hmm. that that's screwed up i don't like that at all that's crazy yeah that's ridiculous. I think next time we do it this way, we're going to have to invite her in and just do let her do an audio in through. Ah! 
Okay. I've never been on the radio, so thank you. I appreciate y'all. I love you both. You kind of were on there, but you weren't, but you were. But <laughs> I heard you at least. All right. Take care, y'all. Bye. Have a good one. Have a good one. All right, y'all. So sorry about that, y'all. We gonna, this is going to work better uh, when my guest comes on because he's sitting there waiting, and hopefully it comes through. It better come through. Otherwise, I'm going to be sitting here mad as all I'm doing. Um, but, yeah, this is, this is insane. Uh, Felicia, I saw your comment talking about is BET running the sack. <laughs> BET in <laughs> Don't he? It's, it's the B team. It's the B team. You said my voice sounds weird now. Oh, I don't know why my voice sounds weird. It shouldn't. Hey, I, did, I, did, I didn't make any adjustments on my on my own voice. I do nothing. I do nothing. Um, you didn't change it to communication, nothing, did you? You didn't switch nothing. I over didn't there. switch anything. Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. Just making sure. Okay, no, it still says default uh, roadcaster, microphone roadcaster. Yeah. All right. So we good. Anyway. Anyway, oh, I wonder should I had to did the speaker's roadcaster, and that would have made it come out through the speaker for the outgoing sound, audio output. Oh, it already is roadcaster. Okay, never mind. So anyway, my voice. <laughs> All right, so look, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know what the solution is going to be. I just hope that we, we figure it out, because I know that college, uh, that college debt uh, is, is, is massive. Uh, I know that college debt is massive for a lot of people, and and it, it is uh, like she said. If you guys didn't hear, I know you didn't hear. Her, she said it's the bane of her existence, uh, having that amount of debt just sitting there. And you pay what you can, and some, you know, and you know, a lot of times for a lot of folks, that college payment is last, last on the list because you got car notes, mortgage, rent, light, gas, Comcast, um, all of those things, and you know, it's 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 one of those things where you have to figure out uh, what you're going. You're going to figure out what you're going to do first. What are you going to pay for the most? Uh, what are you going to pay for? What like priority? And for a lot of people, paying off that college debt uh, is not a priority. It's not a priority. So, but we gonna look. We gonna we gonna we gonna stay positive. We're gonna try at least. All right, look, y'all. We are gonna take a quick break because my guest has been sitting here for a minute laughing at the craziness. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to get him on. So, look, I'm going to take a quick break. Let me get this music ready over here while I'm doing this. Uh, reload that page. Thank you very much. All right, there we go. Let me get this going over here. And when we come back, uh, we're going to have my guest in with us. So, look, y'all stay blessed. we we'll right back in a few TTLO Radio, two T's, one L, one O. We'll be right back. Breaking on me, 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 breaking
House music called Sister Sanctified. Uh, yeah, that's it. It's called Sister Sanctified. The name of the song is He Picked Me Up. Yeah, I love it. It's got a good beat to it. I like it. I like it. I like it. We should say that's a jam. <laughs> I like it. Anyway, y'all, we are coming on back. Uh, and I have a guest, but I want to give y'all a little background uh, before I get to uh, my guest. A couple of weeks ago, we were having a conversation, and if you have not already hit the share button, please, please, ma'am, please, sir, if you haven't already done that, please uh, hit that share button for me. But a couple of weeks ago, we were having a conversation uh, on the show. We were talking about worship, because that's what Praise Break Friday is always about, about Praise Break Worship, Praise Break Friday, gospel music, uh, you know, praise and worship, the worship experience, um, what it means. And things like that. Anything that has to do with praising and worshiping God, that's what we normally talk about on Friday. And in the process of getting ready to have that conversation, uh, Latanya asked, we were to, oh, you know what it was? We were talking about the Gospel Fest in Chicago. That's how we got there. We were talking about the Chicago Gospel Fest and how the Gospel Fest has, for lack of better words, fallen off like bad dope. Uh, and people not being there. Uh, people not showing up, the crowds have diminished, uh, and they've diminished to the point where the city of Chicago doesn't even, uh, we went from having Gospel Fest being a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event to a, is it, was it just Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon? I can't remember now. But which day was it? Was it Sunday or Saturday? Saturday to being a Saturday afternoon event that happened to be competing with, uh, uh, that happened to be uh, competing with uh, Taylor Swift being in town, you know. So I don't know how many of y'all was going to see Taylor that was going to see gospel, but okay. Um, so yeah, so we start talking about the popularity. Sally Hogan, <laughs> she probably don't know what she typed in there. Uh, but um, we were we were having this conversation about the popularity of gospel music, and because of that, I did a quick, re- I did some quick. Uh, research i did some quick research did a couple you know quick couple google searches about that and i found a couple different writings about it but this one stuck out for me uh and it was written by university comes under the university of rochester uh and there was an article i found called is gospel music is gospel music losing its black roots uh and so there was some research done uh by this brother named Corey hunter and so we started doing a little reading from it and talking about how uh, the gospel music has lost some of its black roots. And is that part of the reason why the popularity and things like that has fallen off? And we started having this really good conversation. Y'all remember we were going, we were like, we were deep into it. And so I reached out uh, to this brother, had time to reach out to him. I reached out to him. And so he responded back. Uh, but I want to give you all a little background uh, on our guest. Uh, he holds a dual appointment. Uh, as an assistant professor of music at the University of Rochester and the assistant professor of musicology at Eastman School of Music. 
Uh, he received his Bachelor of Music in Vocal Performance from Eastman School of Music in 2006 with distinction. Hmm. Uh, a Master of Divinity and Certificate of Music from Yale Divinity School and the Yale Institute of Sacred Music in 2009, and his Ph.D. in Musicology from Princeton University in 2016. Well, then, uh, his current book project, The Politics of Spiritual Realism in Gospel Music Discourse and Practice, examines black gospel music in the 21st century and the ways in which gospel artists use various musical and discursive uh, practices as strategies to communicate their theological commitments. As recipient of numerous fellowships and awards uh, to support his research, Dr. Hunter received the Carter G. Woodson Pre-Doctoral Fellowship at the University of Virginia, uh, the Postdoctoral Fellowship in American Studies at Brandeis University, and the Postdoctoral Fellowship at the Frederick Douglass Institute for African American Studies at the University of Rochester. Uh, Dr. Hunter's music performance career began as a boys soprano and led so and lead led ah and lead soloist for the world-renowned boys choir of Harlem. He has toured internationally, performing in concert halls across Europe and Canada, as well as in leading U.S. venues such as the Kennedy Center, Carnegie Hall, Lincoln Center, and the Apollo Theater. He also performed and was featured as a soloist on Good Morning America, Nightline, The Rosie O'Donnell Show, among a host of other television programs. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's make sure this. Boy, if this don't work, I promise you I might kick this computer off the screen. Y'all might see this. If we go black, y'all gonna know why. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, uh, I present to some and others. Let me get it right. I like to give people their accolades because when you earn your stuff, you ought to use it. Doctor! <laughs> Corey Hunter is with us today. Dr. Hunter, how are you, sir? Okay, so let's get the test out right now. Did y'all hear the brother say he is well? That's all I want to know. So if y'all didn't hear that, we got a whole problem. Because then I'm <laughs> did y'all, did, can y'all hear the brother? Did y'all hear the brother say he is well? Like, like, did y'all hear that? Yes, no. Come on, say something quick. Y'all really quick about anything else. Come on, type in the chat. Give me a thumbs up. Say something that y'all heard the brother say he's well. Something. Not, not Felicia any other time. His mic sounds nice. Thank you very much. All right. They got you. Good to see you. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for putting up with the craziness, too. I appreciate you. But it's good, it's good to see you. Good to see you, man. How, how you doing? Good. That's good. So right now, you are where, – where are you – watch this. I'm going to test some words. Where are you professor in that right now? Because I know I just read that. But where are you – go ahead. Okay. Um, got it. Got it. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, very, very well aware <laughs> of that. So, man, look again. I, I, I thank you for for coming on and spending some time with the, me today, and uh, taking some time out of your very, very busy schedule. Uh, who should say that's in the fluent community? <laughs> they got a couple. Of <laughs> right, 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 right. So look, let's let's get into it, man. So look, we were having this discussion 
uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I read your bio, and, and so if there's anything else before we even get to it, I want to give you an opportunity. Um, so as far as, like, gospel music, um, because of all of your studies and everything that you've done, uh, I'm sure you've been steeped in, in the history of gospel music. And I don't know if you knew this or not. Uh, I don't know if I sent it in the email when I first reached out to you. Uh, my studio is located inside Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, which is known as the birthplace of gospel music. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we're actually physically in that building uh, right now over here on the south side of Chicago. So this is where Thomas A. Dorsey uh, got his start here. Uh, when he yeah, so he started here, then he went to Pilgrim. So uh, that's why we're right. That's why we're listed as the birthplace, and they're listed as the home. You know, because you're born at one place and you move somewhere else. So, <laughs> um, so when when because of all that history, what what are your like what 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 is what has been your your process in gospel music? So you've been doing this for quite some time. What has been your like as far as the genre goes? Like who were your your um, who are the people that, who are your inspirations for gospel music? Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I need you to talk about it. We're going to talk about the soprano thing. Keep going. Daryl Colby? And you went after that? That's when it was real R&B, but go ahead. Real R&B. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, well, you know, D- Daryl Coley does not get, you know, when, we, when, when they go down the list of gospel artists, they say a whole lot of names before they get to Daryl. But Daryl Coley just <laughs> as soon as you as soon as you said his name, it didn't matter what song you was gonna say. It's as soon as you say Daryl because, you know, we, we you know, um uh when Sunday comes, my God. I mean that's <laughs> but yeah, but that beyond the veil, that thing, that thing just gets different. That's the Oh my God! You just 
he kind of uh what was the guy uh james what was his name oh god um yeah, yeah. Uh, he had dialysis. He, he was singing a song talking about he had to go get dialysis. You know who I'm talking about? James Moore. James Moore. Reverend Re- James Moore. James. So Daryl Coley took that, right? Because James Moore had that voice, but Daryl just was like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh. Good, good old, good old, good old Donnie had Wow. Okay. So, so that, so that's, a, so that, so that was your inspiration uh, for gospel music. So you, 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 you sang, I saw the different locations and places where you've sung and all that. Uh, I want to get to the conversation. We, and then we can talk a little bit more. Um, so we were having this conversation. You, you did this article. And again, you guys can find the article. Uh, it is on the, where did it go? Uh, it's on the Rochester University of Rochester's uh, EDU website, but it was entitled, Is Gospel Music Losing Its Black Roots? And in this article, you talk about kind of, for lack of better words, the, the rise and fall of gospel music in the black community and, and where it is. And that's, I guess, when I did the Google search, Google was like, hey, this might be what you're looking for. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what came up because I, I literally typed in gospel music popularity today and yours was the second option. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what came up. So, um, just talk about where you see gospel music. Think about it from a, from the, from your standpoint of, like you said, you hit it, it. It got you in the '90s. So I'm a '70s baby. So I, I had the you know the Walter Hawkins and the Love Alive, the original joints and and all of that. Uh, based off of where gospel music was for you in the '90s, 2000, and then today, where do you see it at? Just, just we'll, and we'll start there. It's different now. It is different now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Come on, come on. So let me ask you, uh, just to speak on this choir piece. Um, so pre-pandemic, we already saw the 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 uh, eroding of choirs before the pandemic and the pandemic hits and you can't have a choir. <laughs> right. So the, right, right, right. <laughs> so the pandemic hits, you can no longer have a choir. So now the, now it's like you need a praise and worship. Can you need some people that can stand three, four feet apart <laughs> 
and, and still carry a tune, or you need a solo artist, or you need this or that. Um, from a commercial standpoint, because you, you mentioned on the commercial side, choirs, because you only have a handful of, of record, well, it could be a bunch of recording choirs, but there's only a few that come to mind when you think about it. You know, Ricky Dillard is still out there, right? Um, uh, Hezekiah Walker is still out there. Um, who else is there? <laughs> Lawrence, the Tri-City, yeah, depends on how he's feeling or who's going to get paid. I guess that's the way that works. Uh, but that, but I think money has a lot to do with that, right? Because you know, I I don't know how Ricky Dillard works because I don't know how he keeps um, uh, Ricky. I don't know how he keeps that group together. I don't know what the pay scale. I don't. I, I would love to know like the inner workings or something like that. Uh, we had him here at the church. He recorded live here for the Kelly Clarkson show uh, last year or two years ago. Whenever it was, but he recorded here and and he brought the whole. He had the whole group here. Uh, and uh, mind you, he was on the Kelly Clarkson show. Yeah, the, yes. No, no. He so he was already here uh, at a concert at the House of Hope the night before because we went to go see him the night before. We paid my wife and I paid to go see him, and he was on. He was on a, It was a Christmas concert. And so he was on with um, Le, uh, Le, uh, uh, what's the girl's name? Le, uh, Johnson, Leandra Johnson, the Clark sisters, um, and all of them. It was a bunch of them that were here. Marvin Sapp, uh, they were all here that night. But then he he was supposed to record for Kelly uh, Kelly Clarkson. So she, yeah, so they sent the producers. He said the same thing, but. So, <laughs> So she, so her studio or whatever, whoever produced her show, they sent out a camera crew and everybody here. So because he, this was the one place that that so his people they found a place and they, and they was like, hey, might as well do. And her people picked out they wanted a more traditional looking backdrop than uh, a regular stage. And so they ended up recording here at Ebenezer. So in that process, though, he brought the entire, the same people we saw on stage that we paid for uh, to see were here the next day recording a song, you know, for a, for a, for a show. And we did, we did all the audio for, they had their own video, but we did, we supplied the audio. We did all the audio feed and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but anyway, long, the reason I bring that up is because when you think about choirs, you don't, there isn't a, you know, I could rattle off groups real quick. But you think about choirs after you give, and then there's oh, and then there's groups like Malcolm Williams. But I don't know how popular Malcolm Williams is outside of Chicago. Uh, the guy, the guy that they do the song, the blood still works, the fast version of the song. The blood still works. It will never. never. Don't get me. They wore it out. Yeah, that's Malcolm Williams. I can't think of the name of his choir, but he's local here in Chicago. But once you get through those handful of people, you, you, write, you don't hear anything. And, you know, Kirk Franklin had the family, which was a choir. But then they started fighting about money. And then it became Kirk Franklin and, and what was it, New Nation or something like that? God's property. Then, then it went to New Nation. <laughs> and then it just went to Kirk Franklin. <laughs> He just keeps Tamla Man and David Man in the background and whoever else he can get to. Right, right. Because when he did 
um, what was it, when he did the songs, uh, the Rebirth. Remember, he had Martha Munizzi was with him. He had a bunch of background singers, but Martha Munizzi, Tamala Mann, David Mann, all his, his, his core, Isaac Cree, all those guys are still. So with all, with all that being said, um, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the degradation of the choir and, and, and those things, oh, Maverick City, right. And that's not even him. That's somebody else's group. That's, that's a collab. <laughs> a choir. No, that's a praise. That's a praise team. It's a glory. It's a. It's a. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not. So let me ask you this: Where do you think? And because we we were talking about this here in Chicago, with Chicago. Okay, Felicia had a question. Where did I miss? Where Where was her question? Oh, she says. Uh, Felicia said, I heard someone say that the gospel songs of old were for that time, and they were singing that time that they were singing them. We are not in that time anymore. Do you agree? That was her question. I don't know if you can see that on you, because she's watching on YouTube, so I don't know what you, you can see them. Oh, good. Okay, I didn't know what you could see. That's beautiful. I like this feature. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that isn't that oh god, isn't that where I mean and we we've, we've had this conversation on this show uh, several times. And let me help y'all real quick. So I'm looking at my screen because I'm trying to make, but I know if I look here, I'm looking at you in the face, brother, but I'm looking over here because that's where your, that's where my screen is. So I don't want people looking at me like, why are you looking over there? Because that's where his face is. So I feel, I know if I talk right into the camera, I'm looking at you, but you over here. Um, let me, let me say this um, or ask this question or rather comment. When you think about praise and worship, and I, we've talked about this on this show before, um, it, it, it was a for lack of better words, a newfound thing for black people, but white folks been doing it forever. And I, I often quote the the old videos, uh, the old commercials for Wild Gospel. Wild Gospel, remember W-O-W, Wild Gospel. Yeah, yeah Wild Gospel used to have DVDs and CDs. And when they would show the commercials for Wild Gospel, you always saw artists on stage and crowds of white folk having a spiritual moment, you know, full-fledged, Holy Ghost, fell out, laid out, wave going, all of that. And, you know, real talk, black folks was like, what's wrong with them? (laughs) (laughs) Until somebody said, we need to, you know, and and I don't know if it was because, you know, with, with choirs, any part of it, and you, you know better than me because you're actually, you do music. I just, I, I wish I could do music. You do music. So I'm, I have the wish factor over here. Uh, but you, <laughs> you actually do music. Uh, with quiet, sometimes comes drama, you know, <laughs> and it takes a, a strong leadership, you know, I say musical leadership to handle a choir and that many different personalities because now it's not you dealing with six individuals for a praise team. It's you dealing with, in some cases, 
15 to 20, and that's a small choir because choir choirs are 30 plus. <laughs> right, who going, who going with us Sunday afternoon? Right. <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. So let so let me so with all those things said, do you outside? Okay, so we you, you mentioned choir being part of the, the the choir disconnect or the erosion of the choir. They have having some side of effect. What else? What else do you see as being the, the? I don't want to use the term demise because it sounds negative, but I don't know if that's what it is. The effectiveness of gospel music versus how it was for you in the '90s, how it was for you know for everybody. I was just telling Latine the other day we were listening. Fred Hammond came on the radio and there was some version of "Blessed" that I had never heard before. It sounded real jazz and weird to me because i only know the live version from purpose by design you know the live two, the two disc cd <laughs> that's that's a that's a, a whole album like the whole, look as we sound you got me sound the old album but the whole cd the whole the both i mean you you didn't you didn't skip a song and and so now it's like everybody's doing these two second this and two second that. What else do you see as the, the, the a factor of the, the connection of gospel music um, declining? And then past the person is on Daryl in person. You see that right there? That he's the he's the current. I miss another question. Go ahead. Ah. So I, I know there's two. Thank you, Tony. I didn't, there's another question up there. Um, so when you talk about that, that I, I, I want to get right there since you brought it up. The gospel music of today, and don't get me wrong, there are some artists who are very, um, they, 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 they are, their songs, the lyrics uh, are tightly, uh, they run tightly with, with scripture. They're, 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 some, of, some of them are very tight, but then there are others that are very loose from Scripture. And, they, and, and then it goes to what you said about, did they just produce a song because they found a good beat, a good, a good, some good uh, rhythm and, 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 and all of that, and then we're going to throw this out, we're going to say Jesus in it, and then we're going to put it out because people are going to bob their head to it. But if, you, but if you take the words and lyrics to the song, and actually put them into context, you know, for lack of better words, ain't no oil. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't, ain't no oil, right? Ooh. Speak on that. Speak on that. Mm-hmm. 
It's a bill. It's a bill. <laughs> your student loan. Your student loan. You're going to get me kicked off the air. You, you talk, you tell it too much truth. <laughs> no, I'll just play. So, so let, let's, let, I want to address a question. Uh, Felicia said, uh, I don't know if you saw her question at the 45, 4.52 mark up there. How can you effectively pull that off? She says, if you attend, a, I, I guess this is referencing the other conversation about continuing uh, hymns and those other things. How can, you, how, can, uh, how can you effectively pull that off if you attend a multicultural church? All we do is sing worship songs from black and white artists. Okay, cool. Thank you for that. The next, uh, the, she said Dana told us to hang the stop sign up when they're off on the press. <laughs> that is not what I told you. <laughs> really? Felicia, we got company. Behave tonight. Uh, uh, Pastor Person said, Daryl said, he says, is this genre evolving or and not necessarily declining? Is the gospel music evolving? Strong. Okay. That's what I was talking about. Not the not the music, but its appeal. And I and I only use that again based off of you you know your gospel music history. We're here in Chicago, right? Chicago is known to have, you know, we you you can, you know, drive a block and find a gospel. Somebody can sing. That's just how Chicago is. And for us to have have that large we got and we got a church on every corner. And I mean, I mean, literally, depending on what side of town you own, you got church, liquor store, beauty shop on one side of town, and on the other side you got church, liquor store, currency exchange, and Walgreens or CVS, depending on where you at. But that, that, that's in Chicago, and that's everywhere. And and somewhere in one of those, you're gonna find some folks that can sing. The the gospel music in Chicago is second to none. And so with that happening, when we had this thing called Gospel Fest, and it was free, it's always been a free festival that we have here in the city that used to pack out the Patrillo band shell in Grant Park. I don't know if you've ever been here before, but it packs out this entire area. And it used to, you know, they had the, the, the seats were filled, and then they had the seats on the, on the grassy area. And people would bring their, their lawn chairs, their picnic baskets, and they would be out there from morning to evening, Friday. Saturday, they would, they would, and then they would start up Sunday afternoon because they know folks had to get out of the church. And they would go from Sunday afternoon at about 12 o'clock up until about 7 p.m., 8 o'clock Sunday night. And that thing used to be packed. And now it fell off when I started covering it because we used to get media passes. So, you know, uh, press would be up front. And the first time I went, it was a decent crowd. When, uh, when Latanya went with me, the, those pictures just came up, by the way, too, in my memory. Uh, we were there for Israel Houghton, right? That's Israel Houghton was here. And the crowd was, and, you know, Israel Houghton is a, and, and Newbury, they'll, they'll sell out a place. And it was half empty for free. <laughs> For the free 99, right, thank you. It was, 
<laughs> it was free. And so that happened. And then the following year, she didn't go. I went. Uh, Rance Allen was there. Now, you know, Rance been singing for a long, you know, and, you know, he had been singing for a long time. But Rance was there. Uh, I think Ty Tribbett was there. Ty Tribbett, you know, another one that can, you know, whatever. Not, that's not, not past the person's favorite artist, by the way. That's not his favorite artist. But Ty Tribbett uh, was there. Not a large crowd. And, so every, and, and it was still three days, though. Now, pandemic hits. We come back last year. It was, did they even have it last year? I can't remember. They had it last year. It was, it was, that, it was two days. Bring it back this year, one day. It's not even a whole day now. It's a half a day. So, so something, it, what, now the music might not be in decline, but it's, it's, it's relatability maybe, or it's, it's, it's connection to people. You know, did, 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 did it loot? Did it, did it fall off because of the, what happened during the pandemic? Because so many churches were, you know, for lack of better words, null and void. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, for, uh, go ahead, Tanya, you had a question or you had a comment? Make sure your mic is on because you had your hand up. <laughs> okay. No, I guess I have a question, comment, or more more of a comment, I guess. Okay. Um. Because, you know, uh, Pastor Person asks about, is the genre evolving? And I said, right. the, the genre may be evolving, I would say, to me. Because, like, you know, um, well, what was that? Uh, Lena Bird, the, 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 the Walk on Water song. Because she's using an old sound, she's using the old Michael Jackson sound, um, Oh, yeah. I had to think about what song you're talking about. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Because she's using an old Michael Jackson song, like, you know, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I can hear that background music that's familiar to me mm-hmm. that doesn't sound like, you know, I'm downtrodden and depressed and everything, and it's upbeat <laughs> okay. and everything. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, it, and I and I love it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I love it. And then I, and, and, and I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say whether or not trap gospel is good or bad. bad. There's some songs out there. No, but not not the tra- not not the like you know I love my lo- not, not that not that hardcore one. Okay. There are some there I've heard some through TikTok that sound pretty okay and everything. And this is like you know, are you going to be welcoming yourself to that genre of music and everything, and be willing to you know to hear? To hear what the young people have to say in that, like, and they're not cursing. No, they're not, they're no, not cursing. No, they're just they're just saying it in a way that's related. It is just like when, um, what's that? When Crunk came out, or the, or the, you know, when the clowns came out with the dancing and everything, everybody couldn't get with, couldn't get with it because it was very different. It was hardcore and everything. Are you willing to accept music like that and embrace it? Let me, let me, let me. Just off the top of my head, um, 
I think part of I, I hear you, and I'm thinking about something that that uh, Dr. Hunter said earlier. Uh, I have to call it Dr. Hunter because that's what I put up there. I like that. Yeah. That's all good, man. No, no, you earned that. You earned that. I... <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. They didn't get it. You earned it, right? Okay. Um, there, there it goes. See, because you know you got a bunch of them that was okay. We gonna get. To, we gonna go there. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Huh? I wish you go Sorry, ahead and. No, help him. Call for the twenty five dollars, for twenty five fifty, she too can be a doctor. <laughs> I got I got receipts from Liberty and transcripts from Liberty University for my theological seminary. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, I'm still I'm thinking about getting me an apostleship off the internet though. I think I'm gonna go ahead and do it myself. I'm not, I just wanna see what happens. I'm gonna see if it uh, you know anyway, let me not get in trouble. Uh, part of it is and we talked about this too when we talked about Gen Z and 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 millennials, is they are looking for what's been said is that they're looking for uh a connection without the fluff. And What's been what's happening lately? I what I what appears to be happening with gospel music lately is that, like you said in your earlier comments, it's a lot of fluff, and there's no context behind the music, and because there's no context behind the music, it's just music, and it's just feel good. It's just something to 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 invigorate my senses, but it's nothing that's actually touching my spirit. And so, you know, the words don't do anything. They're not saying anything. You know, it's kind of like um, I'll pick on the song because I picked on it when it came out years ago. You know, I like Mary Mary. I like Erica Campbell, but the I love God. I don't, I don't, you know, I love God. You don't love God. What's wrong with you? You know, it, it was like, okay, this is to attract young people. That's clearly the goal. I mean, it had nothing to do with it. It was literally a, a, a medium or a bait to, <laughs> to attract young people. But then, you know, I guess Part of that is if there's no if there's nothing behind it. If you're telling me to come eat, right? You telling me you invited me over to dinner, and then all that you serve me is gravy, <laughs> right? And it smells good. It's right. It smells good. It's gonna look. I, I, I when I pulled up, I smelled chicken. I smelled I smelled some steak, but all I see and it's gravy. <laughs> And and so it's not having the same effect. Whereas in the seventies, eighties, nineties, even in parts of the early two thousands, your Walter Hawkins, your early Kirk Franklin, your 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 Commission, your your uh, uh, Donnie McClurkins, your uh, uh, all of those groups, when they sang songs, it had some relevance behind it. You know, even even and if you're going to take it to the hip hop realm, you know, if you listen to Lecrae's lyrics. Now, Lecrae is spitting back scripture, <laughs> right? He is, man, he might well preach. He might, <laughs> he may, he might as well. Uh, but he is speaking from a biblical standpoint, and he's taking the scripture and, and with his, uh, 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 his, his, uh, his, his, let me think, think of the word, with, with, the, with the way he, uh, uses his uh, his his grammatical uh, let me say his, his grammatical um, uh, acrobatics. <laughs> That's the word I, yeah, 
<laughs> with his grammatical acrobatics, he does a thing with scripture and it's just a fit, it fits, you know, the people who listen to him, they go, my God, you know, but some of this other music does not have that, that, that tenor behind it. And so it falls flat. It, it hits, it hits a peak and then it falls flat. And then you have this issue where the artists who are singing songs that are relevant scripturally, they aren't being heard because they don't get the airplay. <laughs> A gospel. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want your participation on the song. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no cap. <laughs> mm. Gospel purgatory. <laughs> gospel music purgatory. <laughs> um, let, so let me, let me, let me, so Kirk Franklin, for instance, he seems to be, and it's just my, he seems to, he seems to have figured it out. And the reason I say that is as much as Kirk Franklin evolves in his, on stage and what he presents and all that kind of stuff. If you hear him live, if you see him live, or if you watch, if you, you just YouTube any concert, even, even in situations with Maverick City when he teamed up with them, there was still, it still felt like church. You know, see what I'm saying? It, it, it still feels like church, even with all the crazy, with Kirk Frank with his too tight shirt on and all the other stuff that he doing. You 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 can you can forget, which is the goal. You can forget that he got the too tight shirt on because the musicality and the words behind the songs, the lyrics still matter. And 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 so, you know, when when we look at you know this this genre of gospel music because there's a difference and see this is where i think there's a difference and where, where there's the two separate things because you mentioned you know our our our, our counterparts the you're on the european side over there uh christian music versus gospel music yeah th- th- and, and so there is a there is a difference 
uh, when you have Christian music and gospel music and how uh, the 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 act what what and 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 we've tried to like you said we've tried to appropriate I think some Christian some Christian styles into our music so that we could cross over and from a music standpoint if you just take it from the business side of it I understand why because they need to make money and you need and you know let's be honest you you know if for the, if they, for the money side you need to get paid and and it probably has gotten more upside down which is why you see people trying to appeal to to more worldly type sounds because they can't get no music because now with and you know the record industry fell off anyway with the inventive streaming and everything else but from the black gospel music side it's always been a struggle for them to get music and get money and contracts and things like that Mhm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mhm. <laughs> In unison. <laughs> Mhm. In the middle, yeah. <laughs> mhm. Yes. <laughs> Went over here. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It do not. Yes, he is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think that, and, and not to, and we're not willing to stay on Kirk, but Kirk's style and his and and we we'll call him authentic cuz you know we don't know him but we 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 know what we see right so his perceived authenticity do you believe that's what's continuing to have people draw to him and in other areas for those artists or I don't even want to say artists I want to say even the 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 church realm the church universal because of its judgmental nature has pushed a lot of people away so when the choirs and the music does come out, we don't, well, I shouldn't say we, they don't jump out and try to support because it's like, oh, you know, yeah, it sounds all right, but, you know, some church people be funny acting and, and, and. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Sound familiar. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so with that, with, uh, with, with that being said, I thought about this. So in, 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 in Chicago, I want to make sure I recognize the comments too. Uh, Brother Tory, good. Thank you for being back on, man. Uh, Malia said somebody's the PDD of gospel. Is that she's my Kurt Franklin? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Felicia said. Really? Flavor? <laughs> Production Diddy, but Flavor Flavor on the other side. Got you. Got you. Got you. Uh, Felicia said, didn't he once say this is for the young people? Yeah, Kirk Franklin did say that in one of his um, in one of his songs. He said that a couple times in some of his old, even in some of the the older CDs. He made that that comment. This is for young people. Um, yeah. Mm. So, with that being said, you, you you know I thought about this. So in 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 this city in Chicago we have these large um, venues, right? We have the uh, we have uh, <laughs> I knew Brother Tory was gonna hit with a question. I'm gonna let you answer that one in a minute. Uh, <laughs> but we have uh, these large venues like the United Center, which is where the Bulls play. We have Soldier Field, which is where our horrible football team plays currently. Uh, Chicago Bears. We say that real. They they, they bad. Uh, uh, then we have the white where the White Sox play. The, where the, we have they have a stadium. The Cubs have a stadium. Then we have some other large venues. But some of the gospel artists have been going to where they used to come, and they would be at some of these large venues. And then there is one place locally. Uh, Reverend Pastor James Meeks. Uh, uh, Pastor Pastor James Meeks uh, is uh, has a church called the House of Hope. And they built this 10,000-seat church out, out south from here. And so a lot of gospel artists, when they collaborate, when you have like four or five mega artists, they all show up there and they do some stuff there. It's a 10,000-seat arena. We were there uh, for the Ricky Dillard when we went to go see Ricky and everybody else, Marvin Sapp and other people, and the place might have, had, it might have been 5,000 people in there for that concert. But I saw Travis Green and Jonathan McReynolds at this place called Lincoln Hall up north that might hold 250 people. (laughs) And it was a worship experience. (laughs) It was standing room only, and nobody cared that we were standing for two hours and some change. And, and, but it was that small. And so I, so while we were waiting to get in, I remember his promoter or somebody was walking outside and I asked him, I said, what, what's the deal with these smaller venues? And he said, these artists, he said, they want to, he said with, I think it was, tra- it was either Travis's guy or Jonathan's guy. I can't remember which one it was, but uh, he said, they want to be able to connect. And he says in these large places, in order for them to do that, the money that it cost to have something at the United Center or to have something at, you know, these other places, whereas out, they'll book a place out called Lincoln Hall that might hold 250 to 300 people, 
inside. They can still bring their entire live band, and and it's a it's a really small stage. Literally, if you, if you I think he, a matter of fact, I think he filmed. Uh, is either Travis who sings the song "You Made Away"? Uh, that's Travis, right? He filmed that there in here in Chicago, and you saw how small the stage was. It's a real tight fit situation, but the crowd and you look at the crowd, you wouldn't know it, but it was only two hundred and fifty people, three hundred people there. But the, but what you get is that worship experience that you normally would get at a quote-unquote church concert. Here's the caveat. It felt weird because when I, seen, I saw Kirk Franklin, I had to go to, um, what's the place in Indiana? The, the, the casino. Who is it? The Horseshoe. Yeah, the Horseshoe Casino. That's, the, that's what they've been performing. So you, I saw Kirk Israel and Donnie McClurkin. I had to walk through the 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 the, the slot machines <laughs> to get to the concert hall where they were performing to a sold out house, but it's a concert, it's a it's a it's a, a theater that holds about maybe what three thousand? I guess we could we could probably I think it might hold two thousand people, maybe two, three thousand, twenty five hundred ish or whatever. Again, sold out, but here's the caveat. During intermission, the bar was open. <laughs> so I didn't know how to feel because I'm sitting here like, you know, this is church. That's the, way it, that's the way I couldn't I couldn't disconnect that it was church. So you know, I I was drinking a sprite because you know it, it was church. Now if I was at the same place and it would have been, uh, you know, John Legend on the stage, <laughs> my drink would have been different. <laughs> No, they would have to no, no, they was drinking and saying hallelujah Jesus. So I guess the question is this is the venue that they're at. It was still a worship experience. It was still it didn't feel like a concert. And the only thing that threw it off for me was the fact that, yeah, the bar was open and you know, brother next to me was drinking Crown Raw. You could smell it. I mean it was <laughs> But I got beyond that because I was there for I was there for the worship experience. Um, So a lot of times, so when we talk about gospel music, they've had to resort to, you know, going to these smaller venues to, to, to get their, 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 you know, to, to have that, to have those concerts. They can't, you know, Kirk Franklin, he, he, I'm going to say he can't, but Kirk Franklin in Maverick city ain't finna pack out 30,000 people at the United center. Yeah. Uh, Can we, uh, there, um, let me get to, uh, did you see Brother Tory's question? What do you find as dogma? Are you saying we can live lawless? Now, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me warn you. <laughs> but go ahead. I think you, you, you're a big boy. You can handle it. Go ahead. Let me, uh, I knew he was going to come back with this long. I knew, but yeah, we got to, yeah, Brett Tory does this often to me. Uh, <laughs> let me, let, let me say this, uh, because I know quite a few people are, are stuck on laws and rituals. Um, and, and if you don't abide by, they, the, the, their belief is 
if you don't abide by. And I find it interesting that people always want to quote Old Testament to me. They always want to quote Old Testament and, and, and forget that, some, that, that, that there was a man that died on the cross <laughs> so that them laws wouldn't send me to hell. So just, you know, just in case we forget. But um, I often go to when people say, uh, um, uh, well, you know, this law, that law, this, that, and the third. Uh, I often wonder, do people forget about the thief on the cross? And I often go to the thief on the cross because because <laughs> he is the he is the easiest. And when I teach my new members class, that was the first person I went to because it's like, do y'all not like this brother got saved on on, on at death <laughs> after after living a I'll use your word, brother, a lawless life after. <laughs> A lawless life. He was called a thief on the cross, but we don't know what else he did. But he on the cross for crucifixion-wise, and he looks over at Jesus and simply says, hey, look, man, look here. When you come into your kingdom, please, sir, remember me. No. No. Right. We, he, didn't, he didn't go down there. He wasn't, watch this, he wasn't knee-bowed and body-bent. I'm <laughs> Nobody anointed his head with oil. Look, he, he watched this. I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to get in trouble now. He wasn't baptized. <laughs> and he, 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 didn't, he didn't go to new member class. He ain't been to Sunday school. He didn't get the right hand of fellowship. He the show didn't. He, he didn't speak in tongues. And, and last time I checked, <laughs> Uh, somebody said, you know, the guy that was next to him in the middle, you know, the one that died with all the sins and all that stuff. See, my man said, this day, <laughs> this day, today, like today, you'll be with me in paradise. That's what he said. So how how we gonna right? And he was guilty. Thank you, Felicia. He was guilty. He, he, like he just like he said, we deserve to be up here. <laughs> so. He knew he was guilty. So when we when we use that terminology, we have to be careful uh, uh, that that and this is part of what turns people away. No, I agree with you 100 percent, Brother Tory. No, we're not saying lawless. We're not saying do what you want to do. But what we're saying is a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff. He said he knew Jesus believed and repented. He believed Jesus right there on the spot. Now. It was, that, was in, that was in the that was the scripture in the Dead Sea Scrolls. He got baptized. I'm sure in one of them, in one of them, in one in the Apocrypha. He it's probably in there somewhere. <laughs> somewhere he he was he met Jesus somewhere else. Maybe I don't know. He kept all the laws and they still killed him. <laughs> he kept all the laws and they and they still got him. So, <laughs> um, back to back to our back to our conversation because uh, Bratori, we answered your question. We moving on. <laughs> um, back to our conversation because we only got a few minutes left. And thank you for your for your time. I know you I know you're busy, brother. I know you, you're busy. I uh, appreciate you. This has been this has been awesome. <laughs> this has been awesome. 
Hey, that's that's how I am, man. That's how I am. Uh, let me see. Uh, that was a question that was up here earlier. Pastor Person said something about, I'm not sure who Dr. Carter is. I don't know if he missed you. <laughs> but he says, when next time will Dr. Carter be in concert? You mean Dr. Hunter? I don't know if that's who he meant. Uh, are you want to know next time you're going to be, are you singing anywhere or somewhere? Uh, or do you do that anymore? Or what do you like as far as music? What are you doing musically right now? So let me ask you this, uh, where, where, with your, uh, with, with, with the, the, the teaching, uh, music and, and everything else, where, where, where do you, is it, what, what direction, I guess, Dr. Hunter, I mean, sorry, uh, Brother Tory, uh, I'll leave that to Dr. Hunter if he chooses to, to read your, uh, <laughs> your dissertation you wrote. I'll let him figure out if he chooses to answer your question or not, because it's kind of long. <laughs> um, what, um, what do you, where, where do you see gospel going? Because I don't know, I don't know if we can, I, I don't want to say go backwards, but it's when it comes to gospel music, but where do you see, she say sing right now. Where do you see? Where do you see? Where do you see this this genre of gospel music going? Uh, on, on its is is it continuing on a what? Well, I don't want to call it downward because I don't want to be negative. Uh, I don't want to be negative. Uh, but where do you see it going as far as its, its connection? You can ignore the white lady from that's that's the radio side. You can ignore her. She she does that. Her, her bills do. <laughs> It happened on both ends because I thought it was you. I wasn't sure. Let me say it again. Where do you see gospel music going as far as its direction, its trajectory? Where do you see it going? Uh huh. Hmm. Okay. 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 Man, look, this has been amazing. I I, I really appreciate you taking the time. I'm glad the schedules worked out and I'm glad the technical difficulties did not happen here. <laughs> so, uh, cause this is the first time we use this particular feature. So, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to you, man. Look, I, I am where, so you are, uh, where are you, what church are you at now? Okay. Okay. Are you on staff there or. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. And who's the pastor there? Right, 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 right. Uh, Felicia wanted to know what the CCM side was. What do you see? What's CCM? Help us out with CCM. Uh, yeah, what is? Yeah, yeah. What's the acronym? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Contemporary Christian music. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna put the link. I'm gonna put the link in there for his email. It's the public email link. You can send him whatever you want to send. 
Uh, look, man, no, seriously, I, 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 I appreciate you wholeheartedly, man. This has been awesome. Thank you for spending uh, two good hours with us. Well, you was on actually two, 15 minutes before the show started. But thank you for spending uh, two good hours with us tonight, man. It's been awesome. And I think the people, uh, I know I was blessed by it, and I believe the people were too. Uh, it's been an amazing, amazing time, man. Could you do us a favor, uh, as always? What book? Do you, have, do you have a book out already? I know you're working on one. Do you have a book out currently? Please, when you when it when it when it hits, let, let me know because you can come right back on here and debut it. <laughs> hey, I'm down for it. Like, get, let me know what day it is. I'll I'll go to Kindle. Unless it's gonna be on Kindle because I don't buy real books. Me and real books don't get along. So, uh, <laughs> but let let us know. Reach out. Let me know what what, what status is in. And as soon as it's ready and available, uh, we'll get it. And you can come on here and tell us all about it because I'm I'm sure it is going to be. Amazing. And uh, Felicia, uh, hopefully you had your dictionary out because she said those, uh, some of them, you were using some, um, <laughs> you used some of them professorisms. And <laughs> well, as my wife likes to tell me all the time, big word alert, big word alert. So. <laughs> but look, do us a favor. Can you pray? We're going to get ready to get out of here. Can you pray us out? And then we're going to, you know, we're going to get up out of here. Can you pray for the people and pray for whoever and do all that good stuff? Thank you. All right, y'all. We're gonna get out of here, uh, brother Hunter. Stay on. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill the live, and then me and you can have a quick conversation, and then I'll, I'll let you go. But look, y'all. We're gonna get out of here. Y'all know the routine. If you have to drive anywhere in this special city, and y'all know, I forgot to talk about NASCAR, but we'll talk about that on Monday because I don't know what it's gonna be, and I'm trying to see if somebody gonna let me get one of them cars and drive down there because y'all know i'm something like nascar something like it like <laughs> i'm something like nascar anyway <laughs> they're like uh-uh. i am something like nascar but anyway if you gotta drive through this special special city y'all know the one the one we call chicago do me a favor my brothers and my sisters uh keep your head on a swivel two t's one l one o with your hands lifted up